strong Heaven is on its way Hold on And be strong Heaven is on its way No matter what, no matter how, no matter when, heaven is parting the clouds. No matter who, no matter where, heaven is on its way down. I wonder why, Wondering why. I wonder why. why heaven is with me now. But if I stop asking why stop. and start seeing how, stop. heaven all around so hold on, hold on and be strong child it, won't it really won't be too, too long it really won't be too, too long So no matter what, no matter what, no matter when, no matter when, no matter how, how it is, no matter who, heaven is breaking the clouds. God's love is all around. So I won't ask why. No. No. Don't tell me lies. Don't tell me no lies. Heaven is all around. So hold on, hold on. and be strong. Be strong. Heaven is with us now. now. Welcome to the day. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Psalm. It will be the 121st chapter, verses 1 through 2. Verse often quoted, seldom delved into, reflected upon. And it is just the access point. It is just the key to unlock the door of today's message. And it reads, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? From whence cometh my salvation? 
My help, my salvation cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Well, all right, that's the message right there. There we go, that's enough. Last me all year. I don't know about you. Have you ever sang a song to the tune of, whoa, 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 woe is me, woe is me. How could this happen? What did I do to deserve this? Abandonment, molestation, losing everything in a fire, raped, robbed, bloodied, abused, betrayed, confused, swindled, forgotten, left out, lied on, lied about, lied at. Why? Why me? Why did it have to go down like that? Why am I always the one going through it? Why can't I just be happy? Why am I always depressed? Why doesn't anybody love me? Turn to your neighbor and ask him, why? Now turn to your other neighbor and tell them it's the why axis. The why axis. A-X-I-S. Today's message is going to be steeped in etymology, the study of origins of words. And when this message was initially downloaded, I thought it would be the why, the why me factor. I thought that would be the title of the message, but the title ain't up to me. And it's funny how things play out and reveal themselves on God's time, who it is up to. So as we delve into axis, it is from Latin, late Middle English origin. The first definition of an axis is a line about which a body rotates. For example, the earth revolves on its axis once every 24 hours. Many of us are having flashbacks, maybe sincerely traumatic of math classes where we went from addition to drawing lines on a board with protractors and rulers. In geometry, this is a straight line passing through the center of a symmetrical solid about which a plane figure can be conceived as rotating to generate the solid. Hmm. Interesting. Picking up stuff as we go that was not revealed to me earlier generated as rotating to generate the solid, okay? An imaginary line which divides something into equal or roughly equal halves, especially in the direction of its greatest length. In mathematics, this is a fixed reference line for the measurement of coordinates. The variable that is thought of as a cause is placed on the horizontal axis. The variable that is thought of as a cause is placed on the horizontal, the level, axis. And the variable that is thought of as an effect 
is placed on the vertical axis. A straight, this is the third use of the word, a straight central part in a structure to which other parts are connected. A straight central part in a structure to which other parts are connected. In botany, the study of plants, the central column of an inflorescence or other growth. The leaflets are arranged in rows on a slender axis, for example. In zoology, this is the skull and backbone of a vertebrate animal. The fourth definition is anatomical. It's the second cervical vertebra below the atlas at the top of the backbone. So if we're breaking down the spine into vertebrae, this is the second one from the top, the top of which is called the atlas. Fifth definition, final one for the context of this message, an agreement or alliance between two or more countries that forms a center for an eventual larger grouping of nations, i.e. the Anglo-American axis. Or some of us remember in history class, another flashback, the alliance of Germany and Italy formed before and during World War II, later extended to include Japan and other countries, was known as the Axis Powers, mm, an agreement or alliance between two or more countries. If you would indulge me, let us jump to 1 Peter in the New Testament, centuries later, chapter 2, verse 9. Some of my friends that I grew up with in youth ministry at church, we went to this conference, and I never forgot this verse because we left that conference and got on the bus saying, one P, two nine, one P, two nine. Why was that? Verse nine, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. A holy nation. And access is an agreement or alliance between two or more nations that forms a center for an eventual larger grouping of nations, of two or more countries that forms a center of an eventual larger grouping of nations. But ye are a chosen generation, or royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar, peculiar people. I want to talk about Jesus. Surprise, surprise. Many of us call on his name in the midnight hour. Sometimes we use it as an expletive even, unfortunately, taking the name in vain. I'm grateful for those who might be new to religiosity. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. My God does not have an inferiority complex but how I treat the terms and conditions, the context of their name, well, that's reliant and dependent on me. It's out of respect that I do my best not to take the Lord's name in vain. And I gotta tell you, I had my mother here for the holidays and we were watching that show, Atlanta. And uh, a good friend of ours, a famous actor, was delivering a line and the wife wanted, spoiler alert, just a spoiler alert. Okay, this is in the final season. It's not gonna make or break. It's a comedy, 30 hour show, 30 minutes. 
the father sticks up for his wife because she's asking for bread. You know, those biscuits you get at Red Lobster. Well, they never hit the table. Now, I can identify with the wife. So she asks the waiter after they get the check, they get the bill, can we get our bread? And the waiter is having issues with this. And so the dad chimes in. He said, just bring her the gosh darn bread. So I looked at my dog, and we know he didn't just say gosh darn. This is on FX. They, get, they say everything. It's like, I don't even know why they have ratings on stuff anymore. In any case, because um, stuff gets real awkward when you're watching this stuff with your family. It's like, hey, I want to show you this funny show, but it's going to have some blasphemy and uh, probably some pornographic scenes, but ha, 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 this is funny. Yeah, mom, don't judge my moral character. But I turned to my dog in any case, and I said, just bring me the gosh darn bread. I didn't even finish saying it. My mom says, stop taking the Lord's name in vain. That's what's wrong with you kids today. Ain't got no respect. Now, my thing, well, how am I going to get in trouble in my own house? She was visiting me. Got in trouble in my own house. It's taking it back to Jesus. And the word, Jesus, the name, the etymology. Jesus is our translation of the name Yeshua, Yeshua. It sounds similar almost to Joshua, but it's spelled with the letter Y is in yellow, E-S-H-U-A. The name literally means in Hebrew, it translates to salvation. Now in Hebrew culture, which is what Jesus's lineage is, was, came from, how he was raised and what he was named after, and even though the New Testament was written in Greek, we were following a Hebrew culture norm where someone's name was highly equated to their calling. It was almost a, a predeterminant, a predestination to where their family, society would dub them to go. And it was interesting how that would play out. We often, I refer to Thomas, Didymus. Didymus means twin in the Hebrew, two sides. Let's go die with them. Or I won't, I won't, I'll believe it when I see it. So what happened here, Didymus? Serving up to his calling, ser serving up to his name. So when I investigated this, how did this break down in other contexts like Didymus, Thomas? Well, Peter, from the Greek, was Petrus. In Hebrew, they used the name Kepha, which means rock, the word rock. And Jesus, I mean, well, Jesus dubbed Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, the rock. You might hear the name Johanna rather than the name John. Or in Messianic congregations, Miriam would be the translation for Mary, mother of Jesus. Miriam from Magdala would be a translation of Mary Magdalene. So looking at the holy name, the prophetic name of Yeshua, equating to salvation, well, looking into the etymology of salvation, its definition presents that it is the preservation or deliverance from harm, the preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. One salvation, a source or means of being saved from harm, ruin, or loss. Theology, in the theological perspective, it is a deliverance from sin, 
and its consequences. So how would the name Jesus Christ translate in Hebrew? Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua HaMashiach. The word Christos in the Greek was the word for Messiah. Salvation, Messiah. Hmm. Which means anointed. Messiah means anointed. And the definition of an anointing is to confer a divine position of authority onto someone. So how's that, as it says in firmisrael.org, for a family name, so whimsically defined? So, Mashiach, Yeshua HaMashiach. Mashiach is the Hebrew pronunciation of Messiah, which means the anointed one. Jesus is Yeshua HaMashiach, which equates to anointed salvation. I want you to imagine with me the cross, the crucifix upon which Yeshua, Jesus, was nailed, killed, murdered, pierced for our transgressions. And let us go back and reflect on Psalm 121, verses 1 through 2. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. This is David writing this centuries before his grandchild would be crucified up on a hill, Golgotha. I will lift up mine eyes, from whence cometh my help. The anointed one the saving grace, delivering that grace from the hilltop, slain. My help cometh, my salvation, my rescue from harm, ruin, and loss cometh from the Lord, cometh from the Lord. The Holy Spirit came on to Mary, and in turn, she delivered Jesus. My help cometh from the Lord, Jesus God incarnate coming from heaven to earth. The Lord which made heaven and earth as the verses play out. Reflecting on the third definition of axis, a straight central part in a structure to which other parts are connected. Other parts consider the earth and the straight way going up. Imagine the shape of a cross, the cross going up. Remember, axis, horizontal, level, earth, connecting with an effect which is placed and represented by the vertical, the effect. Hence, axis is definition number two, a line which divides something into equal or roughly equal halves, especially in the direction of its greatest length. A line which divides something into equal or roughly equal halves. There is no way any of us are really worthy. After all the mess that we did from Adam and Eve in that first generation to this generation and on to the final generation, none of us would be worthy to experience heaven 
eternal life without a sacrifice on our behalf, without a saving grace, without the anointed one sacrificing his life for us. That's the line. It's a little rough. It's a little rocky. It doesn't really look perfect, but roughly it's equal halves what he did in leveling the playing field, especially in the direction of its greatest length. See, earth in this realm is finite, but in the direction of heaven and eternity, we can balance it out because you can pull from eternity and it will not lack. You can add to it and it's already ever expanding. It's immutable. Now remember in mathematics, this is a fixed reference line for the measurement of coordinates. The variable that is thought of as a cause is placed on the horizontal axis. We were the cause of God coming to earth. We're the cause, the earth, the world, the flesh. And the variable that is thought of as an effect is placed on the vertical axis, the vertical, up and down. The effect, Jesus, Yeshua, affected something on a vertical line that was placed into the horizontal line. Axis. What is a variable? Variable, the word in etymology, is an adjective. It means not consistent or having a fixed pattern, liable to change. In mathematics, it's of a quantity, able to assume different numerical values. It also means tending to change directions. Another definition of variable is able to be changed or adapted. Of a gear is designed to give varying ratios or speeds. This knocks me back. It knocks me back to a prior message. Trans, transcendent, transfiguration, tending to change direction, not consistent or having a fixed pattern liable to change. Jesus was not meant to be on this earth forever. It's not God's home. It's ours. It's what he gave us, and we exploited it. We did exactly what he didn't tell us to do. So for the disciples, I get it. I get it. I can level with them. But Jesus was already prefacing this while he was doing his works, while they were walking with him. In confidence, he told them, I'm not going to be here too much longer. And he comes back liable to change. He went from man to spirit, back into man, and onward, taking man and spirit into heaven, and is to come again. Access, the first definition, is a line about which a body rotates. The earth revolves on its axis once every 24 hours. In geometry, an imaginary straight line passing through the center of a symmetrical solid about which a plane figure can be conceived as rotating to generate the solid, to generate, to give energy to, to give life. John chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Yeshua, salvation. Messiah, the anointed one, the anointed Savior, the one upon which a position was placed. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, Moses lifting up the serpent on a pole, a vertical axis in the wilderness on the level of the earth, the horizontal axis, hmm, causing an effect of healing. Interesting. So returning to the question of why, why now, why me, why this, why that? One of the opiate questions is not a question of why, but rather how. Okay, I accept not knowing the purpose of the madness, but what is the method? What is the method of surviving this, of overcoming this? How am I supposed to do this? And therein lies the fear. How am I going to accept this? How am I going to survive this? You're not alone in that. I wish they would have told me when I got sober and stopped drinking that life was not going to just stop being life for me. I wish they would have told me that when I got saved, that this does not pardon you from heartbreak, from struggle. Being saved does not mean that you will not have to fight for your freedom. Being saved means you got a method now. Being saved by accepting Jesus Christ into my heart means that when A plus B doesn't equal C anymore, you know how to work backwards and solve for why. Are you with me? The pain of torture, the anguish of suffering brutality, mental brutality, emotional turmoil can leave a believer wondering. Wondering, you know, I went to church. I paid my tithes. I hit my knees in the morning and at night to pray. So what is all this? What is all this mess? Why is everyone gossiping about me? Why did they walk away and leave me behind? Why did the business go under? Why did the investors pull out? What did it have to be? Why? Why did it have to be my child? Why was I born this way? Why me? Going to Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. My God, why hast thou forsaken me? Even Yeshua, even Jesus, even the anointed salvation wondered why. So who am I to question my struggles? Who am I to languish my trials and tribulations when I know they are means to an end to deliver me into the promise of God? But the good news, it lies in, it takes residence in the Y axis. The good news, the gospel, it resides in a line which divides something into equal or roughly equal halves, especially in the direction of its greatest length. Are you willing to go to any length to make it through this thing? Any length to come out on the other side? Any length to stay sober? Any length 
for making the same mistake yet again. The greatest link has already been made. The Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Many people refer to this moment as him lowering his head into the locks of his shoulders. I would like to call into view for your consideration the form and shape of this God-man strung up on the cross, outstretched seemingly like the letter T, but then a transformation, then a transition, a variable, the transition of the ghost, the soul, the essence, the spirit of man, not visible to the naked eye, transferring out of one dimension, out of the confines of the carnal body and into the realm of the unseen, the ephemeral, the spirit. Envision with me the body of the cross, head bowed, arms outstretched, with his wrists not parallel to his head, but above them. It appears, if illustrated, in a silhouette fashion to form the shape of a Y. And here we have the epitome, the literal Y axis. Here we have the Lord of Lords, the great I am incarnate, going to the greatest length to unify our comparable halves. He may not save us from suffering in this life. He may not keep us out of pain, but he has transferred the risk of losing our souls at the point of the Y axis. It is at this point where redemption comes. It is at this point where the beaten, the battered, the accused, even the guilty, the admitted wrongdoer can find salvation. The Y axis, the transition point, the transcendent moment that God who had become man, returns to his essence, his realm. This is the line about which the body rotates. We being the body of the cross, rotating out of the grip of death into eternal life. Yeshua, the straight central part in a structure to which other parts are connected. Yeshua connecting us to eternal life. Yeshua fulfilling God's promise, God's manifestation of intention, meeting the conditions of the contract. Definition five of access, an agreement or alliance between two or more countries that forms a center for an eventual larger grouping of nations. We being sovereign bodies, the free-willed spirits that have an opportunity to waive our right, to waive our right to party, to drink, to booze and cruise, to hurt others directly or indirectly, the right to live wrong and join God, seemingly to form an access and become ourselves a straightaway to make effect on those around us on the horizontal plane. I would encourage us to let the ghosts though, and not beat ourselves up asking why, to truly believe in faith, the how, and recognize that it is not a matter of if, but rather when. God is going to do it for us. I mentioned an opiate question 
a little earlier. And this message was downloaded weeks ago, produced a week ago, but something wasn't there yet. It hadn't landed. It didn't hit right. And I'm glad I listened to those whispers, the Holy Spirit, God's instructions to wait. And I said, but God, I want to I want to produce something. I want to publish an episode every week. I want to I want to speak to the masses. I want to deliver what you've given me. It ain't ready yet. Great things take time. This message was not steeped in anything I've ever heard before. It was revealed to me by God. The Y axis, the shape of Jesus's body. Slung up on a cross, legs together, arms outstretched hands above his head like the letter Y, his first name actually starting with the letter Y, Yeshua, the Y access. And in his death, we receive the energy, the life to revolve at a central point day after day in season. So the opiate question is not a matter of how. But it's why did you keep me, God? Why did you save me? Why did you pardon me? Why did you forgive us? And like it said, for God so loved the world. May our hearts be full of gladness, set on the righteousness and will of God in and through our lives. Let us make a decision to allow our carnal selves to die to this thing, to bow out of wicked, hedonistic lives and be reborn a holy nation in alliance with the creator of nations, with the nation, a contributing and trusted member of the Y axis. Let us become that. Let us join the Yeshua axis. And I'll leave you with this. Another definition of axis is that it names the vertebrae at the top of the back, right under the first, the pinnacle vertebra, called the atlas. Now, an atlas also translates as a a column that supports the structure of an edifice. The atlas is the emulation of a human man created out of stone or earth. The atlas centers below the mind. I believe the axis is the vertebra that would have rotated in order for Jesus's, Yeshua's head to bow, to rest in the locks of his shoulders. The axis point in which the soul transitioned, he let the ghost go. I believe in the importance of making an informed, faith-filled decision. See, that axis point, when he, when he bowed his head, when it fell into the locks of his shoulders, a decision was made to let it go. I believe in the importance of making an informed, faith-filled decision because decisions center in the mind. The mind pivots on the point of axis. I could go on, but I digress. God, I love you. I thank you and I praise you. We celebrate you and give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Bless these listeners. Bless the congregation. Bless the church. 
Let us recognize the access point and put away all these petty things that tend to try to separate us on this horizontal level plane in this finite world. Let us accept your redeeming love that has an effect on us. It is the variable that changes my situation. I'm not too concerned with why you love me, why you saved me, why you kept me. I'm just really grateful that you did, Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. Now let's have some church. Sometimes I get down, really down on myself. Think I'm lost and I can't be found. But I keep on trudging on. Yeah, I keep on trudging on.
die.